0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today is Monday, December 6th, and I hope you are all doing very well. We got a great episode for you all today. We're going to do an NFL Week 13 recap, best of the internet, as well as a brief discussion of our misadventures on Saturday in attempting to record this podcast. So, great episode for you guys. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. We are going to start off with a discussion of our attempt to record this episode on Saturday night. It was actually a great, great episode. We were going to do a preview of week 13. We were going to do a college football conference championship recap. But unfortunately, it just did not work out. Sammy, you want to give one a little rundown of how that happened
1: Yeah, I just want to talk about this for a little bit because the frustration level is still high. So just to clarify, we decided to do two episodes a week. We thought that was proper, and we're going to continue to do two episodes per week. Uh, Last week, uh, Thanksgiving, we were busy. I was busy. I I couldn't do it with the family here in town. Uh, And then this Friday came around, and I was actually in South Carolina for a soccer tournament. But my dedication to the podcast takes precedent over all of that. Uh, So, we decided, you know what, let's record the podcast anyways. So, I didn't have my computer, didn't have any of my gear, and I was sitting in a Holiday Inn Express in the middle of South Carolina. Uh, And Chris said, let's do the podcast. So, I actually drove to the local Target. I spent $80 of my hard-earned money uh, to buy these pairs of headphones and a mic and a converter. Also, I could record this from my phone. So, I spent $80 just to record the podcast. In South Carolina. And then, after recording the podcast, let's not pretend like it was a masterpiece. There were some issues here and there. But after the podcast, Chris informs me that the audio doesn't work and he's incapable of uploading the podcast. So, Chris took $80 of my money. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, I don't know if that's
0: how I would necessarily describe what happened. Uh, For those of you who are not, you know, podcasters yourself... Basically what happens is that using, in the program that we use, the audio is recorded, my because obviously Sammy and I are not in the same location, so my audio is recorded on my computer and his audio is recorded on his computer. And then I download them separately and then match them up in the editing process where I take out some of our worst jokes, I you know kind of cut together the different segments to make it all flow nicely, make sure you don't get rescinded from college. And basically what happened is that my audio just was not uploading it took so long to upload we recorded it saturday night by midday sunday still wasn't working like fine i just leave my computer open let it run later that day i get back my audio now is fine but his audio was just blank like I, there's no way for me to download it and it, it, it was very frustrating Sam, because we did have you know there were some segments that didn't really work that well but we actually did a great college football recap we did a fantastic nfl preview we went through every single game And I think probably predicted almost all of them right, except for like maybe the
1: Lions game. But I don't know. It was a bummer, for sure. Uh, Just to recap, I spent two hours sitting in the uh, lobby of a Holiday Inn Express recording a podcast with $80 uh, gear that I just bought at a Target just for Chris to tell me it doesn't work. So it was a very successful weekend, but I do want to recap a few things we did talk about in that podcast because they are very important to me. So Chris... Want to talk about the uh, betting situation we did on Saturday night? Well, I guess I
0: could let you explain that. I would like to mention first how we predicted the college football playoff. And not the most impressive. It was pretty obvious. But I did say it was going to be Alabama 1, Michigan 2, Georgia 3, Cincinnati 4. And that is indeed what it was. So we'll be getting an Alabama-Cincinnati semifinal and then a Georgia-Michigan semifinal. I personally am rooting very heavily for Cincinnati, even though they're going to get absolutely hammered by Bama. I just want to see Cincinnati be successful because I think it's very fun. You know, this is one of the first playoffs that we've had where it hasn't just been some combination of like Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and occasionally Georgia. We have we have Michigan and Cincinnati are both two new
1: teams to this, so I'm really looking forward to it. I think Chris is just trying to distract from the real conversation we have to have here. Uh, And the real conversation is Saturday night, uh, we did a little betting preview where Chris gives his locks of the week. Uh, So according to Chris, these are three games that if you bet according to him, you are going to win. Uh, And two out of the three games that he said were his locks have already happened. Uh, Chris, care to share what happened in those two games, which are the Raiders- versus the Washington football team, and the Bengals versus the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll fully admit it. I did give out um, Bengals minus three and Raiders minus one and a half as two of my locks. Uh, Neither of those hit. The Bengals, actually, they were down by a lot. They came back, ended up losing by a lot. lot. Yeah, it it wasn't great. And then the Raiders and Washington football team... uh, Honestly, what I'm the most upset about with this one is that if if the Raiders had hit their two-point conversion, then it would have ended up being 14-14. And then with the field goal, it would have been 17-14. Then, so it would have worked out in my favor, actually, if the, if the conversion had taken place the way it should have. But it didn't. Both those bets lost. However, first of all, I still have Patriots plus three tonight, although I'm not feeling great about it. And second of all, I will almost say that It was an act of God. The podcast didn't come out, right? It was almost like there's a higher power who stopped the podcast coming out because they were like, Christopher, your picks aren't going to work this week. We'll save you the embarrassment. So your first official picks can be next week before week 14.
1: Yes, Now, I'm not going to claim that I was perfect either. My uh, locks for the week were I went uh, Chargers plus three. I won that one. I took Chris on that one. Uh, I went. What else did I do, Chris? What was the other one I succeeded in? Uh,
0: Bucks minus ten
1: and a half. Yes, I succeeded in. Bucks minus ten and a half. That was actually that one was down to the wire. the The Falcons almost scored in the last possession. There, I was yeah, watching. He dropped a
0: touchdown
1: on the last. Okay, play but that doesn't that matter. Would have
0: covered the spread.
1: That doesn't matter. The, what matters is I hit those two. I did get the uh, Ravens Steelers incorrect. I went Ravens minus four point five, and the Ravens actually managed to lose that game. But I did go two for three, which is better than Chris's zero for two. Uh, we'll see how the uh, Patriots do tonight, but I'm feeling an O for 3 from Chris this week. Uh, so tune back into the podcast next Friday if you want to hear some really terrible pick predictions by Chris.
0: I, I don't know if that's how I would phrase it. I will say that before we actually were doing the podcast, I would just give Sammy weekly picks. Or I'd let him know about picks that I were keep was keeping my eye on. And those picks were almost always successful, especially college football. This was a tough week for me, but like I said, the podcast did not come out, so I think it's impossible to hold those picks against me when none of our audience actually heard them or placed wagers on them. Therefore, I think that next week, week 14, will be the first official week of our picks. We can both give them out, we can compete, see who does better. And then, you know, I'm very confident that over the course of the rest of the season, my picks will prove far superior to Sammy's.
1: All right, maybe next Friday we'll actually put money on our picks so there's more pressure and more at stake. Perhaps. Word, I'd be so down to do that. I'm so confident in my picks. Okay, well, I think we've spent enough time recapping Saturday night's episode. Uh, Nobody will ever hear it, so that's probably a good thing. Uh, Now, should we move on to some new material, Chris?
0: Absolutely. So I think that it is time for Best of the Internet. You know it. You love it. You know, I came in, I'm coming into this uh, without a specific Best of the Internet. I decided instead of doing all this research, I'm just going to wing it because I'm really good at that. So, Sammy, why don't you go first and then I'll take over after that. So just
1: to clarify, I came up with three fantastic, well-researched articles for Best of the Internet. And Chris comes in here and tells me I have nothing prepared. I'm just going to wing it. So that's where we're at for the podcast today. Very low effort over there, Chris. Not happy. Let's see what you come up with winging it. I'll be honest. I woke up like forty minutes ago. I so woke that up was at part of it. I woke up at eight a.m. today. That's really impressive.
0: Also, there's totally related. I'm very concerned about the audio of this podcast working out as well, given that I appear to not be uploading. But if this how that goes, if the
1: audio of this podcast doesn't work, we might have to call it a year and end the Mind the Gap podcast because that could be the, the, the final final string for me. It, it
0: would be incredibly unfortunate if that were to happen again, but. You know, if you're listening to this, it worked out, right? Yes, so. exactly.
1: All right. Best of the internet. You love it. We're here. I have three fantastic articles. Let's get started. This is... The first one is an Italian dentist. I feel like a lot of you might have heard about this. Chris, you can let me know if you've heard about okay. this. So, there is a man. I don't have his name, but I don't know if we need to reveal names. He lives in Biella, Italy, which I believe is in northern Italy. And in Italy in order to get into restaurants movie theaters public places you need a health pass in order to get this health pass you must get fully vaccinated so basically if you want to go to public places if you want to go to your job you must be fully vaccinated there was a man he wanted to go to public places yet he did not want to get fully vaccinated there's some options here you don't have to get vaccinated but that means you have to sit at home you can't go to public places or you can get vaccinated, do the right thing, get vaccinated so then you can go to places. But he did the worst possible thing. He actually bought a silicone prosthetic arm and he went into the vaccination center and he tried to fool the doctors. He hid his real arm and attached the prosthetic silicone arm with the hope that they would give the vaccine to the silicone arm. So he wouldn't actually get the vaccine but they would think he would get the vaccine so if this worked out he would get the health pass he'd be fully vaccinated without actually getting the vaccine but the nurse who was administering the vaccine noted that something was off immediately when she lifted up his shirt to give him the vaccine she felt that his skin was cold and gummy uh so she immediately knew that it was not his real arm at first she thought he just had a prosthetic arm and he gave her the wrong arm but she learned soon after that it was actually fraud and he had two real arms and he was just trying to avoid the vaccine and get the health pass. So uh, he's now been suspended from his work. Uh, he said his life is ruined. I don't really feel bad for him. Uh, he does face possible criminal charges for fraud. Uh, and overall, this isn't really a huge issue in Italy because it has one of the higher vaccination rates in the world at 85%. But this one guy just did not want to get the vaccine. And that's his right. If you don't want to get the vaccine, I respect your decision to do so. And I think that's totally fine. But if you don't get the vaccine, then you're going to have to deal with the consequences, which is not being able to go in these public places. So I support his decision to not get the vaccine if he wants to. But obviously, this was a bad decision to come in with the fake arm. And now he is facing criminal charges. He has no job and everyone thinks he is an idiot. So that was my favorite story that I came up with this week. Chris, any thoughts on that?
0: That's pretty crazy. I feel like I had seen a headline about this maybe, but didn't actually look into the story itself. Pretty wild that this guy thought that he could get away with having a a fake arm that somehow the nurse would touch and inject and still think it was real. Like, I don't... It might have looked real, but certainly, from my experience at least, it's pretty... Like, I don't know how I don't know how you could expect for that to pass off as real when it was actually kind of handled. Also, wouldn't you be like, why aren't you moving your arm at all? Wouldn't that be kind of strange as well? I don't know. The whole thing kind of confuses me. Certainly, it does not seem like this guy really thought out his plan. And definitely, like you said, you know, his life is ruined. It's hard for me to feel bad about that when it is the result entirely of his own actions and choices and decisions. So, yeah, good story, Sammy. Well yes. done. Yes.
1: Now, I have a couple more. Do you want me to keep going or do you want to start winging it now?
0: Uh, you keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm still processing my, my winging potential. All right, ideas. so I'm going
1: to do my second story. And after my second story, you're going to wing it before I do my third story. Does that sound good? Okay,
0: fair. That sounds very fair.
1: All right, so this second story is another fantastic one that I found. Uh, this one is called The Razorblade Man. Great title to this article. Yeah. All right, so there's a man named Nicholas Mitchell, 39 years old, from Maine. Uh, And he was sentenced to four years and nine months in prison There's a lot of lot of reasons you can be arrested a lot of people get arrested every day But this one this was a uh, very very odd one He was sentenced to four years and nine months in prison for putting razor blades and screws in Pizza dough at supermarkets in Maine and New Hampshire. Oh my goodness now He must also pay $230,000 in fines. So you heard that right He went into supermarkets to the pizza dough aisle when nobody was there. He grabbed the pizza dough, shoved blades and screws in it, put it back in the packaging, closed it up and put it back in the supermarket and then left. There's actually surveillance video of him going to the refrigerator aisle, grabbing the pizza dough, fondling it and putting stuff in it, putting it back in the refrigerator and then leaving the store without buying anything. So uh, you could say, wow, this guy is a lunatic, right? Uh, According to him, he was crying in the courtroom According to him, he did not intend to hurt anybody But this was just revenge Because the pizza dough company That made this pizza dough that he was messing with Actually fired him So he lost his job, they fired him And in order to get back at them He put razors and screws in their pizza dough And the question is, did anybody get hurt? Nobody got hurt, but three customers did buy products and find razor blades and screws in them uh, in Sacco, Maine. And blades and screws are also found in Doe in Sanford, Maine and Dover, New Hampshire. Uh, So not much else I can say. He was part of this pizza company, and during the pandemic, he was fired, and he then was homeless. And according to this news article, he was very upset, so he decided to get back at the company by putting the razor blades and screws in the pizza dough and putting it back in the aisles i have nothing else to say this is also a very very amusing story it's only amusing because nobody got hurt so we can joke about it now but thankfully nobody did get hurt uh so i really like that story too chris any thoughts
0: yeah i was about to ask if anyone got hurt because if they had it wouldn't be that amusing but luckily it seems like no one got hurt that that is pretty crazy i feel like it's not that much for me to add i don't know some people are just people are just pretty crazy I'm glad that obviously he was caught and uh, you know, justice was served before anyone got seriously injured. Okay, thank so you for I your fantastic it's input. Yeah. Yes. Time for me to to wing it a little bit. I am excited to see what you come up with here. Alright, I'm gonna mute yeah. myself and just listen. Well, did you hear about um the Jake Paul fight, Tammy? About how uh oh. Tommy Fury uh what? Pulled wait, out wait. And... Where'd you hear Woodley, about that? Uh, who, who who brought that up to you? On on Twitter, I, I heard about it. Oh, you
1: saw that on Twitter? Okay.
0: Yeah, it's just pretty crazy. I don't know. Jake Paul's a very famous fighter. Okay, I'm gonna meet myself. Good luck. And uh, I'm just I'm looking forward to that fight, especially now that we get the rematch between Tyron Woodley <laughs> and Jake Paul. So a couple other things, uh, Libby Rodrigo. That was nasty. it. That was that
1: was the whole segment there. The Jake Paul Tyron Woodley segment. That you're done there? I've got more things to talk about. Oh, okay. I've got there's more. Okay. Best of the internet. Please. Yeah. Keep going. Come on.
0: Are you kidding me? Olivia Rodrigo, Sour Tour, just announced. Uh, very excited about that. Let's see, Where is she going to be in New York? Um, yeah, ooh. She's going to be in New York. I'm going to be gone. She's going to be in New York on April 26th and 27th. That is when I'm going to be not available to attend that concert, unfortunately. Obviously, very talented uh, artist. My sister really enjoys her music. I personally found it kind of interesting how in her like 11 track album like nine of them were about her breakup from joshua bassett i don't know i just it just feels like maybe branch out a little bit from that particular topic like come up with some more original lyrics okay so for today's music. best
1: the internet chris is tackling a Olivia rodrigo's album and criticizing it i don't
0: know i think she's a very talented artist and singer Well she questioned perhaps Will, i have a
1: question yeah yeah sammy uh Will she be performing anywhere near South Florida? Miami, perhaps? Fort Uh, Lauderdale? Orlando?
0: I would certainly expect that to be the case. Let me just... I lost her. Here we go. Let's see Let's see. Chicago, Milwaukee, blah, 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 blah. Um, Where in Florida? Wow, nowhere. I don't think there's a single one in Florida. There's no Florida concert. She's going to Minneapolis. She's going to Chesterfield, Missouri. She's going to. She's going to Portland. Now that's she's quite shocking. Irving, Texas. But no, yeah, out, no, Florida. That's very interesting. That's, actually,
1: that's odd. You, without analyzing this too deeply, you think there is some hatred for her within Florida. You think she doesn't like Florida, maybe
0: maybe she I, I don't know I maybe she is not like Florida but okay this is I the most know, like,
1: ridiculous conversation we've ever had next next segment please I,
0: I, I'm, I'm just like Chesterfield Missouri is there a significance to Chesterfield I've never I can't
1: say I've ever heard of Chesterfield Missouri Chesterfield Missouri um let's see now if any of our listeners do live in Chesterfield Missouri no disrespect to you guess the
0: population of Chesterfield Missouri 65,000 47,000 that's all awesome. the state's it's the state's 14th largest city.
1: So in order to fill up, like, a big, like, auditorium, the whole, like, city of Chesterfield would have to go to the concert.
0: I just, I just, like, why Chesterfield? Why not a St. larger?
1: St. Louis? Yeah, maybe? like,
0: like, there are, it's it's the 14th largest city. Surely now, there Chris, have you looked up maybe, places.
1: have you looked up if maybe Olivia Rodrigo is from Chesterfield, Missouri?
0: I don't, there's, surely she's not from Chesterfield, Missouri. Surely she's not from Chesterfield, Missouri. Cause that would be wild Um let's see She's from Marietta, California Yeah I just This is I don't really understand Why she would go to this particular I don't know I don't know That's a mystery Any of our listeners Chester Missouri please She's performing at the
1: Chesterfield factory I just like List of Okay this conversation has gone on way too long can you, you have anything else for us, Chris? Yeah, are you kidding me? Of course I do. Keep going,
0: come on, more. I just want to stay here a little longer. Kansas City has five hundred thousand people, St. Louis, three hundred thousand, Springfield has hundred and sixty thousand, Lee Summit has a hundred thousand, O'Fallon has ninety, Saint Joseph seventy five, St. Charles seventy, Saint Peter's fifty seven, all the way down, Chesterfield is it uh, doesn't make sense to me like why not Kansas City or St. Louis
1: okay there's something called the Chesterfield Factory perhaps that's a like a big deal Chesterfield
0: some... factory um, I nothing comes up I see something oh uh, I mean there's actually they have they have Brockhampton on April 1st
1: oh it's actually called the factory St. Louis so maybe it's like a big okay they actually have a lot of like big people performing there for some reason Sal yeah. volcano. Rockhampton is performing there April first. So now this can be a new segment we do another day. Why do a bunch of people perform in Chesterfield, Missouri?
0: Yeah, that's very strange to me actually.
1: Yes. All right, huh. we are okay. done. Okay, okay. Moving Move on. on. Thank Moving you. on. Sammy, oh my God! You like know who? Hear? Wait, you know who's performing? Who? Did you watch? You've watched *Impractical Jokers*, right? I just said Elvokano. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. There we go. Yeah, it's
0: pretty crazy. Um. All right, Sammy i saw this this headline biden's plan for no drama december that's exciting right no drama december can you can you like elaborate what that means nope what i cannot i'm not gonna it's just no drama december within you mean within the american political scheme
1: i think just generally it's just no drama well last i heard he's meeting with vladimir putin soon to discuss russia taking over ukraine so i think there's going to be some drama there certainly biden hopes for no drama in december well, i think i think he has so january 1st there can be
0: drama again but right now no drama okay well thank you you're welcome all right and would you like to hear uh scientifically the funniest joke ever the funniest joke ever yeah all right let's hear it Two hunters from New Jersey are out in the woods when one of them collapses. He doesn't seem to be breathing, and his eyes are glazed over. The other guy whips out his phone and calls emergency services. He gasps. I think my friend is dead. What should I do? The operator says, calm down. I can help. First, make sure he's dead. There is a silence, and then a shot is heard. Back on the phone, the guy says, okay, now what?
1: That, is that the end of the joke? Yeah, you get it because he shot his friend to make sure he's dead. Yes, but how, can you tell me why that is scientifically the funniest joke ever? I think this. I think it. It was just a study. Uh, like I'll give you credit. Like yes, it, it's an amusing joke, and, and I get it now, and it is a little bit funny. But I, I wouldn't go as far to say that that's the funniest thing that's ever been said by anybody. I don't know. It's an
0: it's an ASAP Science YouTube video. I think uh, you they know, found the most effective joke is 103 letters long. And uh, the best time to tell a joke is six o three p.m. Do
1: you know what I think is a funnier joke than that? What? Your effort on best the internet today. Okay, that's uncalled for. <laughs> um. All right. Finally.
0: Finally. Uh. You know Jeremy Strong. You know that actor? No, I do not. you You heard of the show Succession? I have heard of that show. I've never seen it though. That's okay. So this me. Uh, this can be a perfect. I can rant about Succession now. Um. I personally think Session is the greatest show on television right now. I think it's incredible. I think I I watched the first two seasons when they came out and there's this whole long gap because of the pandemic and it's finally season three is happening right now. I have not watched the episode from yesterday yet. I will watch it probably tomorrow. It's episode eight of nine. So that one and then next week's the season finale. I'm on the edge of my seat. It's gripping television. But Jeremy Strong is the main character of the show. He plays the main character of the show. And he's kind of like he's kind of a psycho, like the actor is. He he takes it he takes it so seriously. He's such a character actor and it's impossible for him to like separate the character in the show from his real life. So he talks about how when he's at home, he has to focus on not letting the mannerisms of the character bleed through into like his interaction with his family, which would be bad because the character's also, like, a very terrible person. Um, and he—it's this, like, kind of irreverent, like, dark comedy show, but but the way that he handles the character is much more, like, Machiavellian, kind of Hamlet-esque. And there's just this New Yorker profile on him that came out that basically was just talking about, like, how much of a psycho he is and how everyone else on the show— like, treats it as a comedy, because it it's a very funny show, but he, like, doesn't understand that it's supposed to be funny, which makes his performance even more funny, that makes sense. So, he, like, the, he delivers these ridiculous lines, like, in the past season, he did, like, a rap for his dad at this performance, and he starts off at being like, my boy Squiggle could with this beat for me, and... And in the profile, he compares that to, like, Chekhov or Pride and Prejudice. And it's just, like, the, the kind of dichotomy between those two things is just so interesting to me. And so,
1: yeah, I thought I should share. Okay, I listened to that. And I didn't really – I'm not sure I understood the point of it. So your point is that he is very similar – his character is very similar to his real-life persona. Is that your point? I just want to talk about succession, so that, that was that one. So that was just an excuse to talk about your favorite TV show. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with the audience, Chris. Are you done? You're for, uh, Are you done with best internet for today? I can be. I think I want you to be. Unless you have like you have you have one more. If you have one more chance, would you give me a better news story? Or? uh probably not. How about this? I'm gonna give you my last news story, and then you're gonna give me one more at the end, and we're gonna see what you come up with. I'm just so hung up on the Chesterfield, Missouri thing, honestly. Okay. okay. Please mute yourself. All right, go ahead, Sammy. All right, my final news story of the day. This one's not as interesting. just thought this was kind of funny. So uh, in Alborg, Denmark, which is apparently a city in Denmark, there was a massive snowstorm. Uh, 12 inches of snow fell, 12 inches plus of snow fell. And there were a bunch of customers and employees that got trapped inside an Ikea. Uh, This is an Ikea showroom where they display all the things you could build with the Ikea products. Uh, so their cars were covered with snow. They were forced to sleep in the store overnight. They could not get out. They could not go home. And I think this is kind of funny because, you know, when you walk through a mattress store and you're like, oh, what if you could sleep here overnight? Like that would always like I always like used to think about that when I was a kid. And these people actually got to experience it. They slept on the beds and used the sheets in the IKEA that they were showing. Uh, it's usually just intended for show. It's it it's they're pretty, but then 30 people. Actually slept in the Ikea. They stayed up late. They watched TV and then they all slept in their own bed in the showroom And I thought that was kind of funny Uh, and the question is I hope they wash the sheets in the beds uh, For the next day for the showroom because that'd be kind of gross if they keep the same dirty sheets on the bed But about 30 people were trapped inside an Ikea They had to tent in there and camp in there and sleep on the beds So I thought that was kind of cool because that has always been a dream of mine to sleep in a mattress store overnight or sleep in a big or, like, stay in a big department store overnight. That's pretty crazy. I know. Just thought I should share. Those are my three. I'm done. Okay. Uh, give my some, final some. best internet Here. is. Let's end it uh, on a good note.
0: I recommend that everyone goes uh, to Twitter and checks out uh, MrBeast and this guy at P U L T E. Because if you retweet their tweets and follow them, they're going to give you like $100,000. So, making my fans money. NFL recap, Sammy?
1: I was just letting awkward silence sit there for a little bit.
0: Okay, after this break, NFL recap. See you soon.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our final segment of the day. Uh, Chris, I would like your input on something here. Uh, We were talking—this is just totally random. Before we get into the NFL segment, I just did some research during the break. And uh, I looked at the Olivia Rodrigo tour, and I think I figured out why she's performing in Chesterfield, Missouri. Uh, If you look through all the venues she's performing at, it seems to be very small venues Uh, She's performing in New York and when a big artist like her performs in New York, usually you'd expect them to perform in uh, Barclay Center or Madison Square Garden, but she's performing in the what's it called the Radio City Music Hall? Yes, she's performing the Radio City Music Hall in New York, which is a pretty small venue. No, it's not Yes, it is that's pretty massive. Compared to Madison Compared to Madison Square Garden and Barclays Center? Like, yeah, in terms of like sheer
0: number of people. The Radio City right? Music Hall but,
1: f- fits 6,000 people only.
0: Yeah, and MSG is like 20,000. So yeah, it's a lot bigger, but Radio City Music Hall is like historically very
1: significant. It's three times small. I don't know. I just thought that was weird that she's performing. Yeah, it's historically significant, but when a huge artist performs, it's usually not in a small, I'm not going to say small venue, but it's usually one of the bigger venues in the city, right? I guess. I don't know. I don't find that to be particularly odd. Okay, well, she's also performing in uh, Germany and Switzerland, Italy and Belgium. So she actually chose to perform in uh, Brussels, Belgium instead of Florida. So that's quite odd. Well,
0: that makes sense. International tour, right? I, the Chesterfield one, I still just don't, right,
1: don't are, get that. All right, I think we're beating this topic to death. Let's move on to the NFL recap. Uh, we're going to start off with... We're going to go through all the games. Some are more interesting than others. And we're going to start off with the least interesting game of them all. Uh, Chris, Colts versus Texans. 31-0 to Indianapolis. Uh, anything to say about this game at all?
0: Not really. I think we could spend... A total of one minute on this game. I don't know. I had Carson Wentz in fantasy this week. It's just strange to me how they can win 31-0 and he can put up like 11 points in fantasy. Jonathan Taylor, very impressive. Tyrod Taylor, very much not impressive. I don't know. This game kind of sucked.
1: Was Tyrod Taylor benched for David Mills? Maybe. I, I'll be
0: honest. I didn't watch any of this game because yeah. it's better thing to do with that. Question, my
1: why did you start Carson Wentz in fantasy? It was very clear this was going to be a run-heavy game for the Colts.
0: Because he, I, I had to—the uh, way, way my league works is two-quarterback league, and you can only have three quarterbacks on the roster. So I had Aaron Rodgers on a bye this week, Baker Mayfield on a bye this week, so I had to pick someone off, off up off the waiver wire. He was the best option. I thought he would do well against the Texans. The team did well,
1: but he did not. Fair enough. I think the final stat of this game is Jonathan Taylor, 143 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Yep. All right, next game. Next
0: game, Vikings-Lions. This is a huge one, Sammy. The Lions get their first win. The Vikings, just hard to see how they come back from this one. Obviously, Jared Goff with a touchdown to Amon Ross St. Brown to win the game. And Ross St. Brown, by the way, I've liked him since I read an article about his whole family uh, a couple years ago. They're kind of like the Ball Brothers of the NFL, although... his brother plays they're for the not Packers. not good. Yeah, his brother Equinemius St. Brown plays for the Packers. His brother Osiris St. Brown is kind of LeAngelo. Like, I don't think he went he, uh, pro, uh, pl- but he, he played for Stanford. Yeah, Stanford And football. then Amon Ross St. Brown, very good for USC, and now performing for the Lions. Jared Goff looked very good in this game. I'm proud of him. Yeah. I You know, the Lions are a team. They're terrible. But I like Dan Campbell. I like Jared Goff. Obviously, they dedicated the game ball afterwards to the victims of the Oxford shooting recently. So an emotional day. The The family of Tatemere, I believe, is at the game. Um, I don't know. It was it was a, a special a special game for the Lions, and I'm really happy they got this win because they didn't deserve to go 0-16-1.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think th- all I have to say about this game is the, the Vikings' defensive play call in that final play was just so... Terrible. Shocking. Shocking. Shockingly bad. I mean, the coach could be fired just for that play call. I was, I'm was. i honestly surprised that Mike Zimmer has not been fired yet. Because I don't
0: know how you can lose that game, given the coaching. It's just, it, like, how... how how Jared Goff, I love him. Not a great quarterback. Kind of falls apart under pressure. And on, on that last drive, they just sat back. They let him throw for like 10, 15 yards at a time. No blitzing, no pressure whatsoever. And that final play... They had, like, eight cornerbacks in, and six of them were in the back of the end zone defending, like, a Hail Mary, even though they're on the 10-yard line. And Amarose Brown, good catch, obviously, but he ran a pretty simple curl route, and there's no one in front of him,
1: so he just ran, turned around, caught the ball. Like, I just don't—it's shocking defending. I agree. The whole drive, they're just sitting back trying to prevent the long bomb— And they're just letting them pick them apart. And the Lions was this might have been the first drive all year they actually picked somebody apart and made a good run down the field. And it was the best possible time. Uh, So now they're not going to go down in history as a winless team, which is big for them. And you never know. Maybe they'll win a couple games now the rest of the year because they're all motivated. I doubt it, but uh, it was a good game win. It was a good game win. You never know. You never
0: know. All right, next game, Dolphins. Giants, Dolphins win this one 20-9. Dolphins now on a five-game winning streak, I believe. It's pretty impressive for them. Uh, Any thoughts, Sammy?
1: Uh, Fun fact, the Dolphins are only the second team all time to win five straight games after losing seven straight games prior to that. That's pretty crazy. I'd like to say that I I correctly predicted this game in the Saturday podcast. Uh, I knew the Giants were going to do nothing offensively, and that's what they did, nothing offensively. So, uh, Dolphins, I mean, I don't think they're really – playoff contenders but if they keep playing like this maybe they'll get a wild card spot yeah except like you you think that
0: but in the afc when the the top like six are pretty much kind of locked up a little bit um when you think about teams like the patriots the titans the ravens the chiefs the bills but that that bottom kind of two spots right now is the chargers and the Bengals. neither those look very impressive recently you have a lot of teams kind of around six and six seven and six the Dolphins now 6 and 7 and looking at their schedule they've got Jets next week that should be a win they should be 7 and 7 and then the rest of the way they've got uh Saints, Titans, Patriots. Saints, they could win that game pretty easily, that could be 8 and 7. The Titans, who knows, no Derrick Henry. And then Patriots last week of the season. You think Patriots win that game, but the Patriots already locked up the division, that could be the backup players, right? So they could finish the season with maybe three of these last four games ending up at 9-8, and uh, nine and nine that would be a playoff team in the AFC for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm saying there's a chance they make it, but obviously I don't think there's a real chance that they make a run. But you never know, 2 is looking better now. Maybe he is the future quarterback there. We'll see. Uh, all right, move on to the next game. I mean, that really wasn't that interesting of a game, Chris, let's be honest.
0: It was not. Uh, not that it was this one, really. Buccaneers 30, Falcons 17. The most interesting part of this one was the Falcons dropping a last-second touchdown a cut for the spread against the Buccaneers. This is a good win for the Bucks. I think this is a very weird year in terms of the MVP uh, trophy. This is a good performance by Tom Brady. Uh, you would think that he right now is one of the main contenders to take that trophy home, given his four touchdown performance, 368 yards, only one interception. Um, so yeah, it'd be pretty crazy if 40-whatever-year-old Tom Brady was able to pick up the MVP.
1: Okay, but to be fair... The Falcons actually put in a decent effort in this game. I mean, there was a moment there where it looked like the Buccaneers were actually in danger when Tom Brady threw that pick six right on his own goal line basically. And well, the score was 20 to 17 at that time. So the Falcons, I mean, people like mocked them for not being a very good team at all. But the records five and seven, they gave the Bucks a good game. So you know what? It's not an embarrassing season for them. They actually have played some good games. so they stayed close there until the end, so respect to them. Yeah, I just don't know what they're going to do with their quarterback because Matt Ryan has been very good for a very
0: long time. Like, he obviously is getting older, not playing as well anymore. And uh, I'm just not sure how they're going to approach that in a draft coming up where they're not going to have a very high pick and there aren't a ton of quarterbacks people think are going to be very good. You've got Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, but no one really standing out at this point. So that'll be an interesting. Uh, interesting to keep track of. The next game, Sammy... Eagles 33, Jets 18.
1: Gardner Minshew looked really good in this game.
0: Yeah, he did. I've been on the Minshew bandwagon for years.
1: This is actually the first time the Eagles had a 100-yard rusher uh, since I think it's been almost 18 games. I don't remember the exact number, but it's been a really long time. I think it was since early 2020 season. So Miles Sanders, 120 rushing yards, first time 100-yard rusher in a long time. Uh, They looked good. Gardner Minshew completed 20 passes and only incompleted 5 passes. So that's a very good showing by him. Uh, the, case was, the game was close for a while. Like, this was one of Zach Wilson's maybe better performances. That's oh yeah, sad. for sure. I mean, it's kind of sad to say. Only
0: one interception, but that's I mean, good for him. He,
1: he missed 15 passes and 220 yards. So it wasn't a great performance, but compared to what we're used to seeing from him and the Jets, it wasn't too terrible. Uh, I mean, this is kind of what we expected to happen here. There's not really a surprise here. I don't really know what else to say, Chris. Yeah, it probably covers it. Minshew, obviously, might not
0: start next week. I kind of hope he does because he's very exciting to watch. And did you see the video of him and his dad after the game in the parking lot? No, what happened? Uh, it was, you should look it up. It's pretty funny. It's just, like, football guys through and through. Like, they're just, he's so hyped up. They're both so hyped up. It's pretty pretty funny to watch.
1: I'll look that up after.
0: All right, next game. Cardinals we have, Bears. Yep, Cardinals, Bears. Cardinals, 33, Bears, 22...
1: Uh, This game was played in tough weather, which kind of justifies why Kyler Kyler Murray only completed 11 passes. Only 120 passing yards, but it was in the uh, 30s or 40s and sleeting and windy in Chicago for this game. Uh, So James Conner rushed the ball 20 times. Kyler Murray ran the ball 10 times. He ran for two touchdowns. But even though Kyler Murray didn't throw the ball a lot, it was a really good performance by him, four total touchdowns. Uh, Cardinals, they continue to look like A really good team. We actually talked about this in the Saturday podcast, whether the Cardinals can be Super Bowl contenders. And I don't know, Chris. I ask you that question now after watching this game. What do you think? I mean,
0: I think my opinion has not changed. I think they are. But this is a weird Bears team. Andy Dalton threw four interceptions. Montgomery played well. They're running back. But I don't know. I just think it's hard to draw too many conclusions from this one. The Cardinals play the Rams next week which I'm looking forward to. And they also play the Cowboys in Week 17. So those are two games I think will kind of tell us a lot about is this team going to compete for a Super Bowl.
1: I mean, it's almost weird that they that they actually only won by 11 points when Andy Dalton threw four interceptions, and it's the Bears. So there's that to think about. But obviously the Cardinals' defense looked really good in this game. Uh, but besides that... Also, it, right?
0: it was 33-14, and the Bears scored a touchdown with two minutes left,
1: kind of garbage right. time. So. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, next game.
0: Next game, Chargers
1: beat the Bengals 41-22. to 22. Sammy? Uh, this is a game that Chris very much predicted incorrectly. Uh, he was very confident the Bengals were going to take this one. I, I totally disagreed, and apparently I was right on this one. I've watched both teams all year. I have Herbert and Mixon Fantasy. And I don't know. I've always thought that when the Chargers play well, they are a very good team. And when the Chargers play well, they are a much better team than the Bengals. Obviously, the Bengals have had some highs this year, but they've also had a lot of lows. But I think at their best, the Chargers are a better team, and I did think the Chargers were going to bring it this week. They did. Herbert looked fantastic. Great fantasy showing from him. Great for my team. Uh, I don't know. I think the Chargers, do they have a chance this season? Yes. The problem is they're very inconsistent. Uh, After every good game, they throw a dud in there every once in a while. So, I mean, if they want to have a chance here, obviously they have to keep their best showing from now on until the playoffs but at their best they are a very good team the Bengals are a good team too but i just don't think they have it yet uh maybe joe Burrow. oh my god voice crack maybe joe Burrow needs another year or two but for now i like the chargers more for the end of season
0: yeah i probably agree they're a very inconsistent team um but both teams now seven and six as of now they both make the playoffs so we'll see how that ends up playing out. There are a lot of teams down at the, the bottom of the AFC standings that are all kind of close to each other. So. Well, it really helped the Bengals. The fact
1: that the Ravens lost really helped the Bengals. It does, although I don't see them catching the Ravens. What, the Ravens are now... The Bengals are 7-5. and five. What are the Ravens now, 8-5? and five?
0: The Bengals are 7-6. and six, The Ravens are 8-5. I just think the Ravens are way better than the Bengals are. You never know, though. Really? The, yeah, Ravens, the Ravens just lost to the Steelers, and you're saying they're way better? Yeah, you know what? Let's do that game now. Uh, Steelers beat the Ravens 20-19. to 19. I was so close to picking the Steelers on the previous podcast. If you would listen to it, if it was out, you would have heard. I discussed it. I almost picked it. I really thought that, you know, with the news about Big Ben's retirement, I could totally just picture my mind's eye. Big Ben coming out, emotional game for him, playing pretty well, the defense getting hyped up. And it ended up almost being Ravens' win, but obviously Mark Andrews drops that two-point conversion at the very end. Not a great pass from Lamar,
1: but a tough one for the Ravens, Sammy. Uh, Yes. I. What do you think of that call? I didn't watch this game, but I watched the replay. And if I see this correctly, they score a touchdown and an extra point to tie the game and send it to overtime. Or the two extra points to... Win the game. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, I think that was a stupid decision. In overtime, i much rather have the Ravens than the Steelers. If you're a team like the Lions that doesn't actually—they aren't playoff contenders, then yes, go for two, try to win the game. It doesn't really matter. But a team like the Ravens that actually needs to win games to get a better seed for the playoffs, just kick the extra point, take the game to overtime, recollect. You're a better team than the Steelers. I like your chances more in overtime. I just—I hated this decision, it was a good play call. They should have got the two extra point, but they didn't. But I just think, as a Baltimore fan, you'll think this is a dumb decision because in overtime, I'll take Lamar Jackson and the Ravens over the Steelers any day. So in my opinion, they should just kick the extra point. If I'm missing something here and I didn't, get, I didn't watch this final play right, tell me. But in my opinion, just kick the extra point and then go to overtime, right? I see what you're saying,
0: but I actually do think I agree with the two-point conversion call. Obviously, that play was run to perfection if Lamar just passes it a little bit better and Mark Andrews goes up with two hands. I think he catches it and is an easy score for the win. So obviously, that's kind of hindsight. But I just personally, I always think it's better to go for two in that situation. I think it's more interesting, more fun, more entertaining for the fans. And I I do agree. I think it was, given how that play went, I think it was the right call and a couple inches differently.
1: and, And we're talking it's a completely different discussion right here. Yeah, but it's I just don't. Know. If it's a team that's not a really contender, I see it. Yes, but I just don't think. Obviously, in hindsight, it's easier for me to say that. But just in general, I would have rather rather them get the extra point and go to overtime because I think they actually have better chances that way. Like, do you think of the that's odds? That's very fair. That's very. What are fair. the odds of a two extra point conversion? Fifty percent or higher, something like that. But again, it's not like
0: like we get to say this looking back at the play. So they they clearly had a great play in mind, like already lined up, and so. I just think that given how how the play went, it just made sense for them to do it, and they got unlucky, but just the way it goes sometimes.
1: Fine. Whatever. Disagree to disagree. Agree to disagree. That's what yeah. I meant. Uh, next game, uh, Rams-Jaguars. This one wasn't really close. Rams 37-7. to I think the highlight of this game was Odell Beckham hitting the Call of Duty Revive celebration after his touchdown. Would you agree that was the highlight? Yeah, it was a pretty terrible game. I think we can
0: talk about it for another 10 seconds. Uh, it was a get-right game for the Rams. I think it's hard to read too much into it for either team. The Jaguars are just bad. They're relying on Trevor Lawrence to hopefully be good after this year. Uh, and the Rams, this makes sense. They, they they, definitely should have won this game by a lot, and they did. So I don't really have a lot of thoughts on it.
1: Agreed. Next game, Raiders red. I almost did it again. Raiders versus Washington football team. Uh, I really like Taylor Heineke. I do I think he's better than most quarterbacks I'm not gonna say he's better than most quarterbacks in this league But I'm gonna say he's better than a lot of quarterbacks in this league I'm gonna say some hot take I don't know how old they see But I'd rather have a Taylor Heineke than a Trevor Lawrence right now Uh, mm, like, Like for the next game Or for the next like five years Like right now if you said like you're in the playoffs Like you can choose a quarterback Like Taylor Heineke or Trevor Lawrence Like I'm taking Taylor Heineke on on their respective teams
0: or no. if you're like, if you have a good team and have, start picking a quarterback. you have a
1: good team and you need a quarterback and they give you this isn't for the future. Obviously for the future Trevor Lawrence. But right now, if they were to say you have a good team, let's say let's say you have let's say Tom Brady breaks his leg, you got the Buccaneers and they have their choice between Trevor Lawrence and Taylor Heineke to make a playoff run, I'm taking Taylor Heineke. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence totally dis- I totally disagree. I think no I disagree with you. I think if you put Trevor Lawrence on the
0: Patriots instead of Mac Jones like, if somehow Trevor Lawrence had fallen in 15 and the Patriots drafted him, I think he'd be so good right now. I think it, it all comes down to the fact that the Jaguars are terrible. Urban Meyer is terrible. The offense is terrible. I just I think it's hard to separate Trevor Lawrence from that system. But if you were able to do that, I think he'd be back to being the incredible player he was at Clemson. I think he's an incredible player, too. Yeah, fair. Right, that's my hot take of the uh, day. It a pretty interesting game. Uh, the Raiders came down. They went up late. And Taylor Heineke led the game-winning drive. Uh, the football team right now is in playoff position. They would make the playoffs if it if the season ended today. And they're pretty fun to watch. Like you said, Heinicke is a, a fun guy to watch.
1: And I'm um, looking forward to seeing how they do the rest of the season. Uh, not a good, not a good performance for the Raiders. I no, I do People were talking saying they're good. They can make the playoffs. Should maybe they can make the playoffs. Their defense is just not very good at all, and their offense is not very good at all either. I don't know what to say. Derek Carr is good, yeah. You know, Derek Carr is the leading— I think before this game, Derek Carr was actually the leading passer in terms of yardage in the whole NFL. So he's had a really good year. So this isn't taking anything away from him, but the defense just isn't good enough, and there's just not enough. Like, oomph. I don't know how to describe There's just not enough on offense. Like, I don't think they have enough to make a run in the playoffs, obviously. Defense is just terrible. That's all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah, I agree uh next game uh seahawks 30 49ers 23 I actually had i had uh, george kittle in this game so uh pretty happy about that one i don't really care about that much else
1: we actually incorrectly predicted this game too we thought the 49ers were locked to win this one did we yeah we, we had we had a few backalls. we chose the raiders we chose the ravens and we chose the 49ers i mean can't win them all can't win them all sammy yeah, all we didn't win. Actually, it was a very mediocre betting week for us. But uh, I, I, maybe this game goes to show how valuable Debo Samuel actually is to the 49ers because he was inactive this game. Brandon Ayuk uh, took his spot. Uh, he had three for fifty-five, but he looked terrible. He dropped some bad. He dropped some open passes. He didn't look very good at all. I didn't think he had a good showing. And also Elijah Mitchell, twenty-two for sixty-six and a touchdown. I mean, three yards a carry—that's not very good. I mean, if you get twenty-two carries, most running backs in the NFL would get to sixty yards. Uh, and I think the reason they weren't able to run the ball was because they didn't have Debo Samuel. I think when they have Debo Samuel, it's a very because he's been running the ball lots of good distraction. They don't—they don't know if Debo's going to take it. They don't know if Elijah Mitchell's going to take it, and it causes a lot of confusion and frenzy for the defense. And also, obviously, in the passing game, he's a vital component of that too. So. I think this game did show that Debo Samuel is the MVP of this team, the most valuable player. And if the Niners, who are now 6-6, six and six, if they want to make a playoff run, if they want to get in the playoffs, they need Debo Samuel back because he is explosive and they need him. That's all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, the Seahawks, you know, it was a get-right game for them as well. I think Russell Wilson obviously had not been playing his best, so I'm glad to see them
1: them win a game. Uh, next one. Wait, quick side the note. Final quick one. Side note. Side note. Side Ad- note. Okay. Adrian Peterson touchdown. I think he now ties uh, Walter Payton all time with rushing touchdowns. Wasn't really a good showing by him. Eleven carries for sixteen yards. But he did get a touchdown. So now he, I think he passed Emmett Smith or something. I don't know. But I think now that's very impressive. He is now tied with Walter Payton for like ninth all time with rushing touchdowns or something like that. So big deal for him. Good for him. I hope he continues to score there. Uh, all right. One more game, right? Yep, final game,
0: Sunday night football. The Broncos and the Chiefs. Chiefs win this one, twenty-two to nine, and the Broncos scored a touchdown in like the final minute to make it nine. Really, they scored three points the whole game, like three legit points. Um, another dominating display by Kansas City, even though the offense was not at its you know best. I'm looking at the stat line, and what is wrong with Patrick Mahomes? It's just weird because. He has not been playing great the whole year. Initially, the defense was really was holding them back. The defense was so so bad, but now they won this game with their defense, and the the defense has been playing
1: well the past couple weeks. Well, I mean, yeah, Bridgewater threw two picks, but I mean his stat line: 15 for 29, 184 yards, and an interception. I mean that is terrible. No passing touchdowns, and an interception, and less than 200 passing yards. This isn't gonna work. Fewer. I mean, what? Fewer than 200 passing no, yards. please stop it. Also, Tyree Kill, two catches for 20 yards. This isn't going to work for the Chiefs in the playoffs. I mean, they obviously won the it is game. not. They got the job done, but if this continues, it's, it's I mean, look at the—they scored 10 points in the first quarter, zero in the second, three in the third. Three points combined in the second and third quarter. It, it, it's disgusting, and I, I don't— I mean, just in conclusion, if the Chiefs actually want to make another run to the Super Bowl this year, this type of play isn't going to work. I'm not going to say Patrick Mahomes isn't the quarterback he used to be. That's obviously not true. He's still very young. But maybe some mental things. Maybe Jackson Mahomes is getting in his head. Maybe there's some problems here. Uh, there's some things that need to be resolved before the end of the season.
0: I completely agree with you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have that much more to add. We know how good that offense can be when it's at its best. We haven't seen that yet. But, I mean, they still are. Out of all the AFC teams, as a Patriots fan they are the team that I am the most scared of because we all know how good they can be when they're really kind of firing on all cylinders.
1: I don't see it this year. I'm fading them in the playoffs. I,
0: I would too, right? I agree with you. They're not at their best. But, like, we both know how good they can be, right? So if somehow they figure it out and they turn it on in the last couple weeks of the season,
1: they could be very dangerous in the playoffs. I, I, think, I think it's stupid to count out Mahomes. I'm just going to say, before we move to the final game, this is a very important game for Chris because he needs the Patriots to win this game to not go 0-3 for the week. So before we move to this final game, let's just say this is a very, very important game for Chris's picks.
0: Yeah, I don't mean to spend too much time on this one. We can obviously recap it in our episode later this week uh or just talk about it briefly because obviously it'll have happened a
1: few days ago yes um i think we've yeah talked it's a big one for me for today, Chris. oh you want to keep yeah I, oh you want to preview it i didn't think you wanted to preview it
0: well, I, I was i was i was gonna say it's a big one for me uh my dad is a bills fan my sister's a bills fan but the rest of my family are all patriots fans so it kind of divides the
1: household a little bit and uh yeah i'm looking forward to it all right cool i'll watch that tonight but this has been another long football discussion as usual it has All right, great episode, Sammy. Any closing words for the people? Uh, Any closing words for the people? Let me think. It was quite an interesting episode. Uh, I really much enjoyed the Best the Internet segment today. That was quite a special performance. Uh, We are going to try. I think we actually are going to give it our best effort to do two episodes a week. Uh, I can't can't confirm that I have no excuses for this Friday. Uh, So hopefully Friday we can sit down. And record and this will be out probably Friday night or Saturday morning again because I think two episodes a week is a good call And let's just say a prayer that this works and that it all uploads and that the audio comes out well Because if it doesn't and we can't release this This podcast that would be very unfortunate It would be
0: Alright uh, This probably, You'll probably be hearing this late Monday afternoon So we hope you all had a good Monday And we will see you later this week
1: Thank you everybody for listening Uh, We will see you on Friday, yeah. Bye-bye.